0: All right, everybody. Welcome to I think this is episode 17. Uh, I lost count last week, uh, but uh positively charged wrestling. Um got uh your lovely host Braden, uh good buddy Josh. How are you doing this week, man?
1: Doing good, doing good. What up, guys?
0: Uh big week, big week. Um always Always a fun show. Uh, Survivor Series is tonight. Um, I think sometimes it doesn't get quite as much love as the other three traditional uh, the the, the other three of the big four. Um, But I I think it's produced its fair share of big moments, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I enjoy Survivor Series. I I always love the the tag team aspect that goes back to the old-school Survivor Series, the uh, four-on-four, five-on-five, however many they decide to do each year, you know.
0: Indeed. And uh, they've they've kept somewhat with that tradition this year. Um, And we'll touch on that a little bit later on, as well as uh, something you brought up, maybe our favorite teams and our favorite Survivor Series thus far. But before we get to all that – uh, let's cover the week that was, and I feel like this was a pretty darn solid week. Um, some some good stuff. We'll we'll kick it off with uh, Raw. Um, Becky comes out. Uh, and it's it's crazy to me watching Becky now. You know, because literally a year ago is when this whole man thing started and the visual of her with the bloody nose and just standing up there with her arms outstretched. I mean, just iconic visual now, but, um, pretty, pretty awesome year. She's had to say the least that, uh, I mean, she's, she's right up there in the top among the top draws in the company. So definitely, um, yeah, she comes out, kicks the show off. This leads to a tag team match um, with uh, the Iconics, and then we get—I'm uh, pretty sure—someone in WWE is listening to our show because we <laughs> get Moa Joe coming out to to do a little uh, a little commentary. So. I, I thought this was a good choice. You said last week you hearkened back to the days of Piper Savage, uh, Mr. Perfect. You know, we need a wrestler who can come out there and, you know, who's a good talker. And our wish was granted. I thought uh, I thought Joe did terrific this week.
1: Yeah, uh, he, what, did. he did. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was kind of cool. And like you said, I, I think maybe they've uh, got us bugged or listening to us or something. Because uh, uh, it, it, it's pretty cool. Glad to see a wrestler on commentary. It, it opens doors, I guess. Uh, it kind of gives a um, – they're all insiders, but, you know, you know hes he's been in the ring, which I know Corey Graves has also, but uh, Joe's a little more current, a little more established than Corey Graves, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like gets more eyes on it and, you know, uh, again, kind of insider, you know, he knows what's going on in that ring and good talker so he can get, you know, his own verbiage that the, just the announcers won't won't come up with so it's kind of cool
0: yeah certainly certainly um but uh yeah then after um the tag match uh we get uh you know a little NXT invasion um with uh Shayna and, and crew coming in uh Lynch and Flair run back to save the day. Uh, then we get AOP. Um, kind of attacking Hawkins and Ryder. I- I'm waiting for AOP to actually get the full relaunch and I see him in the ring. I'm digging what they're doing. Uh,
1: yeah, when I saw him attack, I thought, uh, I don't know, my, my head Started wrapping around. I thought they were going to replace Hawkins and Ryder that night, yeah. you know, which that, that's not it. what ended up happening, but uh, that's where I thought it was going. I was like, oh, well, they're coming right back into a uh, match with the champs, that's cool, which I'm, I'm sure is going to lead yeah. to that, but yeah, I thought it was going to happen. all I, I
0: think them and the War Raiders could be could be lots of fun, um, or, or Viking Raiders, whatever their Viking <laughs> experience, they're good guys. I, I it should be it should be a fun match. Um yep. then uh Carl Anderson, Humberto. I, I'm still I see the appeal in Humberto. But I'm still just not fully sold on the guy. He's a good worker. I see he's got a good look, but I don't know, I'm missing something. I'm missing something there. Um
1: uh, I'm kind of the same way. I, I'm thinking a lot of it too is I I guess he was from 205 Live, mm-hmm. but I've not heard any buzz about him before he got here. So to me, he's like just some random new, like completely new, you know, a lot of the times guys show up and you're like, OK, I've heard of them from here. I've heard of them from here. But I had no idea who this guy was when he first showed up. So I think it's taken a little while to, you know, warm up, you know, it, well, just like a lot of the AEW guys, you know, I'm, right. I've heard a lot of uh, Omega and the Bucks and all that. I've seen a little bit of them, but not. Uh, actually watching them until now, so you know it's it's we're warming up a little bit with them, but it's taking a little bit with him because I've not heard anything from this guy till he showed up. He's impressive, but yes, yes. I, I'm st- I'm still seeing him just as you know. Hey, this is this brand new guy, you know. So I don't know.
0: And uh, then we had a uh, Rusev, Flashley, and uh, and uh, Lana segment. And we will move on from that. Um,
1: I don't even have that on my notes.
0: With good reason. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: we will just we could probably spend a whole entire show discussing, just to be honest, everything that's wrong with this entire story. But you know we're positive here, so we'll just keep moving. Um, exactly. uh, pretty darn t- good match between... Rollins and Andrade. Um, these two, these two went out and uh, had a, had a fun, they, they got plenty of time, Uh had a fun little match. And I think um Andrade's got to be a future world champion, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's on his way. Um Definitely. So, uh, yeah, good, good fun match there. Um, interesting, the Lucha House Party comes out and attacks Rollins afterwards. Obviously, this was more SmackDown Raw, um, Warfare. Um, but but my first thought was, man, wouldn't it be cool if, like, uh, Andrade kind of had this little stable of luchadors who – you know th- th- that would it would almost be like a, a more serious um, a more serious LWO or something like that. I, I, I don't know. That was kind sure. of my first thought because all three of the, the Lucha House Party can uh, can certainly go in the ring. I just think uh, they could be taken a little more seriously. So, but uh, but anyhow, uh, moving on. We had Buddy Murphy, and I loved this. Oh my goodness, did I love this. Um, he knocked on Alistair Black's door. Obviously, Alistair Black uh, couldn't get to the door in time. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, these two having a little feud. Uh, when Buddy Murphy's walking back through, Alistair comes out. Um, this should be a lot of fun. This should be yeah. a lot of fun. We get, uh, Eric Rowan and his pet, whatever that is. I don't, uh, I don't know what's going on there. Um, <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre. This, this was interesting um, because Triple H comes out, and I feel like whenever Triple H, when he wants to, he can still get those, those goosebumps moments and this was a pretty darn pretty darn solid promo whatever you want to call it when he was trying to recruit Owen C NXT. Um yeah and as we'll touch on in a minute possibly maybe it worked uh <laughs> after what happened last night. Um
1: but uh the match was really good too.
0: The the match was really
1: really good
0: yes uh yeah so yeah this, that was that was a lot of fun uh
1: i i, I kind of hated the finish though because i mean there wasn't there wasn't a finish drew, they come back from a commercial and drew mcintyre has disappeared yeah
0: <laughs> they uh, could at
1: least you know had a you know the nxt guys just run in and take him out or do something like that to something to explain why drew was gone
0: for sure, um, we got uh, Rey Mysterio um, uh, talking it up about Brock Lesnar. I'm looking forward to this match. Uh, something tells me, something tells me this could be match of the night tonight. <laughs> this yep. th- this has had a a pretty good build going all the way back to uh, September. Attacking Ray's son, Kane Velasquez gets introduced, and now Ray, the no holds barred that that makes sense. It gives Ray a chance. Lesnar, I think, enjoys working with smaller guys. I'm I'm really looking forward to this uh, quite a bit, but we'll cover that more uh, momentarily. We get us
1: and what about Heyman?
0: Oh. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: What what about Heyman's uh, being a great uh, promotional guy, a great salesman? Miracle or Massacre. I mean that was uh Yes. I don't know. I, I love that.
0: <laughs> yes. It was that that's what I'm saying, man. This this has potential to be really, really good. Um and, and I think if Lesnar's got his working boots on, uh, I think it it will be. Um Oscar and Natalia, uh nothing nothing great, nothing terrible. Um then uh we get the Viking Raiders versus Randy Orton and Ricochet. I'm liking all the interaction between Randy Orton and Ricochet. I'm, I'm I, I, I don't know if, uh, I, I don't know if this is going to lead to a, a feud between the two, um, uh, after survivor series. I'm not sure, but, um, I, w- I would almost say it's a WrestleMania worthy match, but that's that's too far down the line. Uh, yeah, it'd
1: be a, be a little l- interesting uh, to see if they were going to do it at Mania how how they continued the build there.
0: Yeah, but I, I think these two could put on a heck of a match, but um, because I'm just I would love to see what kind of out of nowhere RKO those two could come up with because I'm sure Ricochet would do some kind of. Lip in the air that just not humanly possible, then Randy would hit him with it. So, um, yeah, pretty, pretty fun tag team match. Went to no contest. Uh, then we get uh, a big brawl like, big brawl. It was actually pretty insane to end the show. Um, uh, not, not a bad, not a bad episode of Raw. Any, anything else stick out to you?
1: Um, no, just. They had some really solid matches this week. Uh, of course, the KO and Drew was great. Um, Buddy and Tozawa was good. Um, yeah. Andrade and Rollins. Oscar uh, and Natalia was, was decent. Uh, and I it think was. they said it was the first first time they've ever, ever wrestled one-on-one, so that was kind of cool. But uh, some good entering a- action this week.
0: Uh, for sure. So, we'll, we'll touch briefly on... Uh, punk on WWE backstage. Since since we're going down the list of the week, did you did you watch it? Have you just seen clips?
1: I've just seen clips. I DVR'd it, but by the time I got home and had been on Facebook and stuff like that, you know, I'd already kind of heard bits and pieces yeah. of it, so I never did pull it up and watch the whole thing.
0: I'm. Uh, I think it could be fun. I, I really do. Obviously, everybody's clamoring for him to come back, do something. They are in Chicago. I'm sure Sam Punk chants will be loud as ever tonight. Do I expect him to come out? No. Will I be entirely surprised? No. Uh, it, it, you know, if he does. Uh, but uh, I, I'm not waiting with, you know, with bated breath. But um, I, I thought uh, the clips I seen – I don't know if they're planting the seeds for him and Rollins. I don't know if that's the match I want to see. I think it could be a good match. I think it could be fun. Uh but um yeah, it it's time will tell. Uh certainly how how this plays out. So um I mean, I mean, what, what's your thoughts uh, on how do you see this playing out? Do, do we see him in the Rumble?
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I know he'll be back. It's just, I mean, you can just see it. I mean, even before showing up on backstage last week, you know, Punk was going to eventually do something in wrestling again. And it's not, I think it's only a matter of time. Uh, uh, did he show up for the Rumble? Maybe. Um, I, if nothing else, maybe he'll, maybe just a, um, the little surprise legend spot, you know, where they show up, do a little bit and that's it. Yeah. Or, um, but like I said, it, it's just a matter of time. Uh, I know, uh, I think even he stated, you know, it's just a Fox deal. He's not, he's good where he is right now, but I mean, I'm sure the itch is there, you know, it's going to build. And when the, when the timing's right, the right person comes along and stuff. I know he's going to be like, you know, hey, I, yeah, I want to work with this guy. I want to, I want to do something with this. And of course, WWE's going to jump all over it. And, oh, sir! I mean, it, it, it'll be money.
0: <laughs> but, um, definitely. So, oh, sir! I mean, and I fully expect him to be on the mania cards, despite him, you know, being. And coy, and you know, no, no, just Fox deal. I'm sure it is, but there's got to be negotiations, so True. we'll see. Uh, moving forward, we had AEW on Wednesday. I thought this was a pretty darn good show. Um, Nick Jackson and Ray Phoenix, uh, just well, first off, have you have you seen the show from Wednesday?
1: I, I haven't seen anything. Uh, I've heard of Jericho. Well, I'm not gonna jump ahead, but uh, Jericho had a interaction they told who was gonna be his next opponent or something like that. Yeah. That's that's about all I've got from this one. Um I watched NXT because of the Survivor series build-up, and I never got around to AEW. Um
0: and, and we'll touch on uh NXT momentarily. Uh yeah Phoenix and Jackson had a heck of a match. Uh then uh Britt Baker who made her uh NXT debut last night. No <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, uh, her and Akira Shida. Uh, pretty pretty decent little match. Um, the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. This, this basically sets up MJF and Adam Page. A little feud there. I think that's a good good mid-card feud for right now. Um, then what you were alluding to uh, was, uh, the Jericho segment. Um, and, uh, basically it, uh, it was, it was a setup to, to get him and, uh, Scorpio sky in a match. And I, I don't see anything wrong with that at all. I think Scorpio sky is a future star. Um, Good, solid stuff there. A uh, little reverse psychology. I was, I was hearing that. Uh, there was uh, some little nods to uh, from this segment, some little nods to not only happy days. Uh, Jericho apparently couldn't, you know, the whole thing, he was out there to apologize for throwing a tantrum. He uh, couldn't say sorry, so Jake Hager said it. And then uh, there was a little reverse psychology to, I think it was Lawler that tricked Flair into giving him a title shot back in the old Memphis days. Uh, So so that's that's kind of a cool little nod to the past there. Um, That's cool. Then uh, Luchasaurus squashes the librarian, uh, proud and powerful, private party. Good match. Uh, not exactly. I, I figured it would be a little bit better. Um,
1: <laughs> Sorry. So apparently A.W. was brought to you by the letter P. This it, it is.
0: It uh, is. Proud <laughs> and powerful versus proud. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, that's funny. But um, <laughs> then uh, Dustin Rhodes makes his triumphant return. Um then, uh, Kenny Omega is an interesting little promo. Um, and I'm and obviously him and Pac are going one-on-one next week. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like the story they're telling with Omega. We'll, we'll see, uh, where it all goes. Omega, uh, is when, when he wants to be certainly the best in the world, but, uh, I think they're having to introduce him to the audience a little bit and, uh, probably a smart strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Moxley and Darby Allen. I, I really enjoyed this. This was, this was fun. Um, and then after, um, there, there was a thing, uh, after the show, Moxley walking through the crowd, then gets backstage and cuts like a little minute long promo, said he's the baddest SOB in there. Uh, And uh, you know, said uh, Joey Janelle found out, Kenny Omega found out, Darby Allen got a heck of a lot of guts on you kid, but you're no different. I liked what stood out to me was he didn't bury Darby Allen. Darby Allen stepped up to the plate. there really wasn't any animosity. it was just Darby Allen was like, all right I'll take your challenge and and Moxley was like, you know you were gutsy but I still still beat you so I like that he didn't it, it was really really good the way he done that so um, another good show. Uh, just just another solid show um, now we get to what you did watch this week which was NXT um and uh Becky Lynch Rhea Ripley uh kicked off the show Ripley is just a star in, in the making right yeah yeah uh she very very impressive stuff very impressive stuff i think she's only like 23 24 um and I think Tony Storm, who I'm quite fond of, is is also about 23 or 24. Uh, both those ladies coming out of the NXT UK, uh, good stuff. And th- this ended in a uh, double DQ, a little bit of a schmoz finish. Uh, moving on, we had Riddle and Ricochet. Um, this was fun. I, I think Matt Riddle – I, I like yourself. I'm, I'm still not a fan of the uh, the barefoot stuff and, and no elbow pads or wrist. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. There, there's I, I'm I'm like <laughs> you, especially after you mentioned it. It has stuck out, it stuck out even more. <laughs> so, um, I, I broke him for you. <laughs> he he does that, and you know, I'm just not this whole bro thing. I'm just, yes. I don't know. I, he He's good in the ring, don't get me wrong. But I'm just, there's something about it. I'm just not much like uh, Humberto. I'm just not fully Matt Riddle, I don't know.
1: Uh, it, it, it's kind of cool, because like, uh, he's good in the ring. This match with Ricochet was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he just, have you ever seen a person that, like without talking to him or nothing, you just look at him, and you're like, that looks like somebody I probably wouldn't get along with. <laughs> yep. And I think with the whole bro thing and something about his, his facial features or something, I, I'm just like, I probably wouldn't like that guy in real life, but he's good in the ring, and that's what I'm going to stick with. So.
0: <laughs> and, and I think, I really think, uh, you know, he, he's kind of a face now, but I really think he he's a, a money heel in the making. Um, for for the reason you just mentioned, um, then uh, we get a good old fashioned NXT tag team match, and I firmly believe—no offense to AEW—the best tag team matches that have happened. And our buddy Will can correct me if I'm wrong, but I firmly believe the best tag team matches of the past. Three to five years. Well, well, since these takeovers have been happening, um, and, and NXT has really came into its own, have been happening in in, in NXT, um, and this uh, revival undisputed era match on Wednesday was phenomenal.
1: Great match! Great match! Uh, Blew me away.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> why? Why we can't have this? with the revival on the main roster. I I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Why why can't we just have good tag team wrestling? Something um Oh well, first, you, you before I get up on the soapbox, uh you said the match blew you away. Um what uh what stood out to you about it?
1: Uh well, course I, I like the revival mm-hmm. pretty big fan of them and uh o'reilly and fish honestly i hadn't seen much of their stuff other than uh other than i think uh the first nxt episode they wrestled um uh the street profits mm-hmm. uh, but i i remember watching them in ring of honor so i'm I'm a little bit familiar with them I, i'm just a little rusty on them. and uh i don't know it's just it was cool there was like a lot of um not necessarily kicking out of finishers as boss finishes but like uh there's a lot of moments where I was like, oh, it's over.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they just pulled me right back in. You know, it just kept going. And uh, I don't know, it's a great match. was entertained by it. So, um, told a good story in the ring. Two good teams that can go. And, uh, and and I do like how they built it, too, with the Undisputed Era interfering on SmackDown, costing them the belts and yeah. stuff. And then they kind of led up to this. So that was kind of cool. A little bit of a... Storyline build for it, and uh, it was just great. That match of the night, in my opinion.
0: Certainly. I was listening to... Possibly, yes. I was listening to The Orn Show, The Orn Anderson Podcast, which, if you haven't got a chance to check this out, it's great. Uh, love me some Orn Anderson. Um, and there was a... a a topic that came up on there and um uh, watching this match and kind of thinking, you know, it really kind of hit home with me. It was, he said, uh, the, the, the topic was, you know, AEW wants to hang their hat on tag team wrestling. But if you watch a lot of AEW match tag team matches, it, it's a lot of, um, almost like a Lucha Libre style, not a lot of tagging in and out. It, it kind of gets hard to distinguish who the legal man is, uh, and I, and his thing was if you take away that aspect of it and you take away kind of the strategy of what makes a team a team and cutting the ring off, wearing down one man, um, you lose some of the magic of tag team wrestling if you can just kind of almost like a tornado tag. And, um, I, I think that's my one minor complaint with with AEW and their tag team wrestling versus NXT because now while NXT can get a little loosey-goosey and a little chaotic, I think they're more grounded in traditional, you got to hold that rope, you got to make the tag, uh, things like that, old school, you know, tag team wrestling because I'm telling you, man, whenever it's done right, there are few things better than just a barn burner of a tag team match
1: um oh i fully agree and um you can have like a a singles match be good but when done right a tag team match pulls you in it's like um i don't know you to to be a a a fan now and growing up through it you know you kind of be you watch differently than you did as a kid you know Mm -hmm. as a kid you're you're fully engrossed in the story and what's going on in front of you as a grown up you're, you're more you know oh he's look he's working good you know this oh what a great move they did you know yep. but with a tag match there's something about that cutting the ring in half and and working over that opponent that they can pull you in like even at this day and age and and um i don't know just getting behind the guys wanting to get that tag and building up and it just builds and builds and builds and they get that hot tag and everybody just comes alive you know and and as good as singles wrestling is you you tag team wrestling has that over the over singles. Cause yep. I don't know it, it, when done right, as you said, that's, it, it, it is kind of uh, some form of magic, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's great though.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, but, uh, if you haven't seen this match, go out of your way, uh, watch it. Terrific stuff. Um, then we get, uh, Kaylee Ray and Dakota Kai, Um, Some fun stuff here. Uh, Another invasion, uh, but uh, another invasion after the match. Uh, The Viking Raiders and the Forgotten Sons, and then we get uh, the Viking Raiders win there. Um, And then we get Adam Cole versus Dominic did Jekovic just I butchered that name. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but uh, Cole wins and I'm, I'm really beginning to worry that uh, we're, we're just poor Adam Cole, how he's going to get through the past month without being injured. Well, I think he was injured. Here's the thing. I, th- I think he was injured. Seems like his hand or something. He was injured on that debut episode. They went head to head with uh, the debut episode of AEW. And I don't know if he ever got whatever was injured fixed. Seems like it was his hand. And now the, dude's, about that. the dude's been wrestling Brian Rollins in a ladder match. He was nearly destroyed last night. Uh, love me some Adam Cole. I think he is one of like he, he's he's going to be a world champion like WrestleMania headliner very soon
1: um killing <laughs> I think something like that is uh, I mean that's just a testament to how good somebody is when they can deliver that that often uh, it it kind of makes me think and, and I'm not going to get into the um I don't know the the issue of it or whatever but uh uh, a name that's not mentioned much, uh, Chris Benoit, uh, Will pointed out right mm-hmm. shortly after Benoit passed away, uh, well, what went on, you know, uh, but he pointed out there was a week, I think in 2001 of uh, Benoit's that, like, he wrestled Angle in Austin, and, and it was like, like, great match after great match after great match, like right there in a the real short period of time, and, and that kind of makes me think of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and as much as I love seeing the uh, the great matches, when when it's been reported that there was an injury, and you know, not to be Debbie Downer, but when it's been reported that there's been an injury, and you're seeing this guy just go out there and have these matches and so on and so forth, and you're just like wait, wait, I, I thought I was injured. Did, did he get that checked out? You, you, you almost like turned into a mom for a <laughs> second. You're like, <laughs> so, but, um, but no, uh, really, really fun episode of, uh, of NXT. And that brings us to SmackDown. And um,
1: I, I'm going to stop for just a second. The, uh, the, that okay. later match was pretty good at the end. Uh, I, my only gripe about it is I wish they would get uh, Dijakovic a nickname because uh hearing uh morrow like say dodger kovic! kovic like every five seconds was like driving me crazy for some reason i think because it's so many yeah. syllables <laughs> uh, give, give him a, a one-syllable nickname like like the rock or something like that you know <laughs> yeah. uh
0: yeah and, and <sighs> morrow uh, morrow's one of those guys that uh I think he, he eventually will be this generation's JR. Um because I see no reason whenever Michael Cole retires uh just to go backstage or what have you. Yeah, I, I don't see any reason why Morrow couldn't just slide into that spot. Uh him and Nigel both. I love me some Nigel, I yeah. Um but uh yeah, I agree. <laughs> he, he,
1: <laughs> <Dr. COVID. laughs> little,
0: little <laughs> um, but uh, SmackDown opened up with a triple threat match, and much like Adam Cole uh, on the men's side of things, is getting a chance to uh, get some shine and get some rub. I think Rare Ripley is getting the same thing on the ladies' side. Yep, she went from Wednesday to Friday with three out of the four horsewomen. Um, and she'll get the fourth one, uh, tonight. Um, and actually picked up the win here a in a fun little triple threat match.
1: Yeah. I I love Uh, that finish.
0: I did too. I, I really did too. I thought this was a really smart finish. Um, and, uh, yeah, another little brawl at the end of it. That, that's my only complaint with this week. We had a lot of brawling. Yeah, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of brawling. Uh, so, d- just a minor complaint. Like it seemed like after every match, got to have a brawl. So, but that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, we then get. Uh, Something I text you about, and this is divided—I'm sure divided—the wrestling community. Um, we got a new Intercontinental title, a our our cherished Intercontinental title, our beautiful title, one of the one of the best belt designs yep. ever. I'll just go ahead and say it. I hate the new design. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not even going to try to be positive. Um, the the one thing, although you've taught me well, good sir, the one thing that I will say that I'm hoping with the new design, two things. One, Shinsuke gets to hold on to it for a little bit longer. And two, maybe it'll actually be featured a bit more. True. Sure. So, sure. Uh, I definitely see this whole thing. And then I want your thoughts on the new title. But I also see... Hopefully some long-term storytelling with Shinsuke and Sami Zayn that maybe it builds to – I don't know if it's a Mania match. I don't know if it's a Rumble match. But I'm hoping this builds to when they inevitably split and they kind of do a callback to their their phenomenal NXT match from a few years ago um, for the Intercontinental title. That'd be good. So, something like that. But um, what, what's your thoughts on the, on the new IC title?
1: Oh, well – I I like that it has design to it more than like the, uh, the men's main titles and the women's titles, you know, just the big W's. I like that it has a little bit more more design to it than that, but uh, I mean, it, it doesn't compare to what we had. And if they were going to go back, they should have went back to the oval that they had during the attitude and ruthless aggression areas. If you were going to switch it to Mm -hmm. something, Um, I'm, I'm biased though Uh, to me. And I'm sure it's because I grew up in that era to me the winged eagle, the, uh, classic intercontinental, like the, um, Mr. Perfect era intercontinental. Yep. And, uh, those tag titles from that time period that to me, that's the belts. I mean, uh, we can change them up if all we want to, but that's what I think of when I think of those belts and, and, um, certainly uh, as far as intercontinental goes, you know, I mean, when, uh, it went to the oval and, and uh, the oval, I was a little, when it first showed up, but eventually, you know, I warmed up to it a little bit, um, uh, I think of people like Jericho and RVD with that one, you know, and it, you know, I I'm like, okay, that's not, not too bad. But when uh, Cody bro- brought back the um, the, well, it wasn't fully the classic, but it, you know, it, it looked a lot like the classic Intercontinental title, and uh, you know, I was, I was mm-hmm. glad to see they went back to that. And uh, I, I want to address something there. I've read online where people are saying that the WWE switched the uh, Intercontinental title. They were being petty because Cody brought back the uh, the classic look. Or whatever, so they were being petty about it, and I kind of mm-hmm. want to throw throw that out there that uh, you know, okay, yeah, Cody was the one that had it on TV, but I'm sure the WWE wouldn't have let him come out with the a new belt without them being okay, you know, without them okay. And the so I don't think it's being petty, I think it's just them changing the belt again, you know, that they've slowly been doing that with each belt, you know,
0: yeah. So so while we're on the topic of that, of, of Mr. Rhodes, um, have you seen where I think it's the January 15th episode of uh, A.W. Dynamite? It's going to be called Bash at the Beat?
1: I've heard something about this.
0: So supposedly, and he has alluded that he might be being taken to court. Now, I don't know. I don't know how true that is, but I think he owns the trademark. He he actually filed and possibly is going to get uh, Super Brawl and Slamboree. Um, And I think he's filed trademarks for the Match Beyond and uh, Battle Bowl. Now, I, I was reading a thing the other day that, uh, you know, for somebody who wants to be new and fresh – he sure is leaning a lot on the past. So, two-way street there. One, I think he just wants to get as much of his dad's properties back in the family as he can. Um, and two, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with Super Brawl or Schlamboree. Those are solid names. Uh, it, it's the same thing as trying uh, – you're going to have to file the same amount of money, trademark, whatever for a brand new name. Uh, I, I'm sure they had to go through the same steps for double or nothing in full gear. True. These are established names. I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't, I don't, it's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that's kind of interesting. Um yeah, my, what uh, what do you think of him trying to bring back the past a little bit?
1: Well, it makes sense. I'm I'm kind of surprised the WWE hasn't used more uh, of the old uh, old school WCW pay per views. I think we had Great American Bash, and uh, they've been doing Starcade like as a uh, live event. I don't know. I don't think any yeah. of them's been like pay per view wise but um, uh, I I think it's cool to bring them back. Uh, my only gripe would be if if he does these trademarks and gets them and then something about copyright has causes the WWE to have to pull them from the network, like the old ones, which I don't know if that would happen or not, but if it does, that would make me a little irked because, you know, I like having them readily available to, you know.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, that could be where we get into what we'll see as, as time goes on. If AEW continues to, to stay steady and, and be some somewhat legitimate competition, then, uh, and he does, like you said, you know, he gets these, and then WWE's like, "Oh well, nope, they're yours now." So we're going to pull them from the network, and, and yeah, I, I, it's it's going to be interesting to say the least how how all that plays out. Um, but uh, but moving on with uh, <clears throat> with SmackDown, um, we had the Undisputed Era. Uh, Come out and love me some undisputed era. I wish. I, I think. I honestly, think this was a preview of them being on the main roster. Uh, they're they're the only stable we have in WWE. Um, just a great showcase in this match. Good, uh, good win. Um, Adam Cole, like I said, is just. The the dude has it yep. that that uh, mystery mystery thing that uh, everybody talks about he has it. Um, so uh, Styles comes out. Uh, I, I kind of like the uh, when the crowd was chanting CM Punk. He said, uh, "You know, I'd wipe the floor with him." Going back to punk real quick, you know that I think that's the thing. Now is obviously you'd have punk and Samoa Joe, you'd have punk and Daniel Bryan, punk and Styles, um, basically everybody that punk come up in the business with, True. Sure. <laughs> you know all all his buddies. Um, so. Yeah, I, I would. I like to. Would I rather see AJ Styles versus CM Punk uh, over CM Punk and Seth Rollins? Yeah, I, I would. I, I think if there would be a better story there. Um, we get uh, Daniel Bryan calling out Bray Wyatt. What's your thoughts on this whole build? Um. And we we'll get we we'll, we'll get a little more into it when we cover the the Survivor Series card in a minute. But uh, what, what's your thoughts on Brian and the Fiend, Brian and Bray Wyatt?
1: Uh well, they've got a little history together, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. So it automatically helps build the story. Um, I don't know. I wasn't done with heel heel Daniel Bryan, <laughs> so uh, I, I thought he was killing it as a heel. So, that, that, although I'm, it's I'm being entertained by it. I'm a little. I don't
0: think look. it's the full face turn. That's the cool thing. Like he's not. He's well, I'm, yes movement.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering if it's building kind of toward that because, like uh, the the clip I saw this week, like at the very end, he was he it looked like he was starting to do the yes chant, you know, mm-hmm. before the lights went out. So I'm I'm like, is it? I mean, is it leading to this maybe, or I don't know, a slow build to bring back the yes movement, or I don't know. <laughs>
0: It's possible. It's possible.
1: Um, but, but, like I said, I, I was digging Hill Daniel Bryan, and and even was getting well not by himself, but his association with growing. You know, mm-hmm. not a, not a big growing fan, but I thought he was doing pretty cool. Cool with Bryan, so I, you know, so I'm I'm a little on the on the you know the happenings right now with him him semi face or whatever we want to call it. So I don't know. Um,
0: yeah and, and we'll get a little bit more into that here in a, here in a, here in a moment um we in the show with a uh six man tag uh mustafa Ali, shorty g Roman reigns versus king corbin uh love king Corbin's music by the way i, I thought i think i've always thought he's had some of the better music in the company but adding the the royal touch to it i thought just perfect. Um golf Robert Rude. This this was what it was. We end with surprise, another brawl. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like the whole uh the the DX kind of leading the charge um on the uh on the Jeep. That that was kind of fun. That was cool. Um, so yeah, th- this brings us to to last night. Now, have, have you watched Takeover? I, I know you said you you weren't going to watch it live, so I didn't know.
1: I've seen a few clips I, this morning. I haven't actually pulled the show up yet.
0: Um, it's uh, pretty pretty fun. Um, uh, started off with the women's war games match. Uh, Dakota Kai turning heel. Uh, this leads to a four-on-two advantage for uh, Team Baszler. Um, I loved loved the finish to this with uh, Shana Baszler, the chokeout spot uh, has her has her in the uh, has her in her finish. Ray Ripley gets the handcuffs, handcuffs them together. Uh, Basler is like what, what? What in the world? You know, and kind of threw her off her game for a second. Ripley grabs her, throws her through the chairs. I thought that was a really clever finish. Whoever is booking or, or helping with the finishes to rare Ripley matches this week, they are a one in my book because that's two in back to back nights. Very smart, very well thought out finishes that makes Ripley look very smart, very uh opportunistic so um some good stuff there <clears throat> we get uh a triple threat match pete dunn killian dane damian priest um good match here i love pete dunn he reminds me a lot of taz in some ways he's gonna uh go one-on-one with adam cole tonight that has potential to absolutely steal the show uh poor cole th- those two are <laughs> I know he's went through uh absolute hell last night and now he's going to get his fingers mutilated tonight. Um so uh but um it, it looks like the next takeover and I found this interesting uh the next takeover is going to be on a sunday they're they're not this I think this right here was the last takeover that's gonna take place in the same weekend of the big four shows, so February sixteenth Portland oregon um yeah, and it, it's on a Sunday, so I'm not sure if they're doing that to me i would I would have figured they would have just ran head to head with a e w uh on a Saturday night but Um, kind of, kind of interesting stuff there. I guess that's more to, uh, put them off as their own brand. Um, but, but we'll see. Uh, we get, uh, Matt Riddle, Finn Balor, good stuff here. Um, I'm digging, digging heel Finn Balor. Um, I I didn't get to see a lot of the Prince Devitt stuff from back in the day, but, uh, everybody's saying this is, you know, the real Finn Balor, how he was when he was Prince Devitt, uh, just cocky and, and very heelish. Um, so I'm, I'm digging it. Um, then we get the war games match itself. Uh, I mean, it, it was just chaos throughout. We get the, uh, the final member of the team, uh, team Champa, uh, Kevin Owens. Um,
1: yeah, I saw a clip of that. Yeah. Story. That's
0: then that pop, that pop was tremendous. Oh my goodness. Um, good, good reaction there. Uh, Champa, um, uh, nearly kills Adam Cole. Uh, <laughs> it's just insane um bump from the top of the cage through two tables. Uh, but um and the uh Britt Baker was uh was shown with a concerned look on her face. Uh and and actually Triple H said uh, after the show on, on a call that it was a mistake. who was just looking for action shots. And they just happened to – and they acknowledged it on air. I don't think they said AEW wrestler Britt Baker. They just said it was Cole's girlfriend. So, um, you know, it's, it's a fun little thing. I, I don't think anybody's going to get in trouble. Uh, so, uh, another, another solid takeover. Um, good stuff as always. So oh,
1: I'm gonna throw this in there. Go oh, ahead. I, I saw the as I as I get my list together for our, uh, you know, uh, the, today in wrestling history. You know, I go through like a lot mm-hmm. of the old stuff that I've got recorded off and this and that. And apparently, one of the first uh, Nia Jax jobbers, like when she come to the main roster when they were using her and Braun against uh, local talent, one of the first ones mm-hmm. was Britt Baker. I saw that. I saw that a little while ago. I I, I forgot about it too. Uh, we talked about her out right here, and I was like, "Oh yeah, let me throw that in there." So, so she's had a little bit of WWE exposure before, but you know, it was a quick little, you know. Hmm. I don't know.
0: <laughs> um. So. So I think what we'll do now, um, now it we are fully immersed in Survivor Series tonight. So. uh this was your idea to, before we cover tonight's show, we'll, we'll get a little bit of the past first. Your idea was to pick our favorite Survivor Series teams and our uh, favorite Survivor Series show. So I'll let you lead off and uh, with uh, your favorite team or teams and uh, your favorite Survivor Series. All
1: right. Uh, what favorite team? Um, I, I love that's one of the main things about Survivor Series. I love the teams. You know the the like I said earlier, it's four on four, five on five, depending on what year. And and it's cool seeing the different people they can put together. But uh, my favorite team of in Survivor Series history is from 2006 when uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, ah. CM Punk, and the Hardys. <laughs> can you? How did you get that
0: one, too? Uh, that was going to be mine, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Can you get a better lineup than that? That that was such a good tag, or team to put together. Uh,
0: and, and and since you brought it up, I'm pretty sure it was unscripted, but the crowd was going ballistic for Punk. I think this was in Philly. And uh, Triple H was doing his – I think it was the "Are you Ready bit. Crowds going ballistic for Punk, so he's like, "Yeah, you're right, CM Punk," and he brings Punk over to say, "Are you ready?" Crowd just goes nuts. Uh, so yeah, that. Anyways, continue. <laughs> uh,
1: that, that that's got to be the the greatest uh, full team. I mean, everybody on that team was awesome. So I mean that that that's so cool. Um My favorite Survivor Series event, and uh, again, I'm partial to the uh, tag team matches. Uh, in 1990 they had the matches, like every match was the, the team on team, and at the very end of the show, they did an ultimate survival match, where they took the winners from each match, put them in one big match, and I loved that, always wanted to see them do it again, and uh, it didn't hurt that the Warrior was in the main event too, you know, <laughs> little Warrior when I was a kid, so, so that helped me, helped it out too, but that, that stage, my favorite Survivor Series event was 1990, because of the team aspect, and they did the ultimate survival at the end.
0: Um. Well, <clears throat> the uh, yet again, um, my my favorite team is is like yours. I, I think that was just a perfect storm, right place, right time. You had just a terrific team with those five guys. The my runner up, I had a couple of runners up. I, I had the. Uh, Texas Tornado, Warrior, and Legion of Doom, um, that was pretty but good th- that that's in third place. My runner-up, I was kind of waffling over it, was um, Luger, Taker, and the Steiners because I, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't this where Taker uh, had the American flag on the inside of his jacket?
1: Yeah, apparently he was like the last member of the team, I think. Yeah, and uh, at the at the interview segment or whatever, he opens up his jacket and it's got the flags so that shows he's part of the All Americans. That, that was a good segment.
0: Yeah, uh, and I th- I thought this was it was a good team. Um, but uh, favorite Survivor series <clears throat> was 1998, the 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 Deadly Game. I, I thought it was a unique. It, it still kept kind of with. you know, surviving the tournament throughout the night uh, because I I love me some tournaments. This, and it it actually is one of the more underrated stories for all the crap that Vince Russo gets for uh, his crappy storylines. Even Pritchard gave him full credit for, the Rock's heel turn, all the little wrinkles throughout the story. Uh, and, and, I mean, it, it was a, a surprise uh, to see him align himself with uh, uh, the McMahons and become the corporate champion. Um, Love that. It, it built up, obviously, to a month or two later with uh, some very memorable and somewhat scary matches with uh, – with Mick. Um, But, uh, but yeah, that, that one was, was a heck of a show. One of my, it it is my favorite um, just because like I said, that the whole story arc leading up to that um, was just terrific. So uh, now that brings us to, to tonight. And, all the brawls, all the uh, the buildup, everything brings us to tonight, and I, I think I think this has potential to be a pretty fun show. Uh, we, we're going to have a a good Chicago crowd, a um, lot of good matchups. I'll just uh, take a run down through the card here. Um, uh, triple threat match with the New Day, the Viking Raiders, and the Undisputed Era. This this should be good. Um, who do you think gets the win here?
1: Um, I'm leaning toward uh, the Viking Raiders because, well, I don't know. I, I'm picking either. It's either going to be them or Undisputed Era, I think. Because I think <laughs> they they both need the win more, you know. Yeah, I think it would help both of them more.
0: I, I'm picking Undisputed Era. I think they win, <clears throat> kind of uh, sneaking in. Um, I think whoever, I think New Day eats the pin. Um, yeah. I think you've got to keep the Viking Raiders uh, strong. Same with Undisputed Era, um, but I'm going I'm gonna pick Undisputed Era. We then get a five on five on five this <laughs> and, and without sounding too negative um don't know how this is going to work <laughs> i hope it's i hope it's triple threat rules at all times uh it's i don't know it's
1: yeah this one's got me <laughs> puzzled too
0: um and we've got two of these matches uh we this one is the women's uh we, we've got two of these matches, so we'll, we'll cover the women first. Um, we've got Team Raw of Charlotte, Natalia, Oscar, Carrie Sane, and Sarah Logan. Uh, Team SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, uh, Nikki Cross, and Team NXT, who appears to be Ray Ripley, Bianca Belair, uh, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, and uh, my girl, Tony Storm. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work. Um, but I'm gonna just say Team Raw with uh, Charlotte probably being the sole survivor. I I, I don't know. Um, what what say you on this one?
1: I'm like you. I don't know how the how the match is gonna play out. I don't. I guess once we see it, we'll be like, oh, okay, this is how they're gonna do this. Uh, um, my pick. I'm gonna go with um. You took Raw. I'm going with NXT. I'm I'm gonna give uh, Rhea Ripley another uh awesome finish tonight somehow. I don't know.
0: I would not uh, not be opposed to that. Um, Could be a lot of fun there. So, we've got AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roddy Strong. This, if they give these guys 15 to 18 minutes, goodness gracious, this could be awesome. Um, I'm going to say – I'm going to pick Roderick Strong. I I think the Undisputed Era sweeps tonight. So, that also says that later on in the night I'm picking Adam Cole, but we'll get to that. But I'm picking Roddy Strong in this one. Um, What what say you on this?
1: Um, I think I'm going to go with – I'm going with Styles on this one.
0: I'm thinking uh, maybe
1: the OC – I could see that, or maybe yeah. maybe we'll get a little OC undisputed uh, era, uh, you know, just a big brawl between that because we need a brawl. If anything, if this week just taught us anything, we got to have a brawl. We we need a brawl. so maybe we'll get a brawl um, between them, and it'll distract <laughs> and Styles to get the band or something like that. So I'm going Styles on that one.
0: All right, uh, we got uh Adam Cole versus Pete Dunn. Um, like I said, I'm I'm picking Cole, but uh, I think I think if they give these guys time, it could be tons of fun. Uh, what do you think?
1: I'm going done. I'm thinking.
0: Uh, oh, you think? Okay.
1: I'm, I'm thinking done. I think they're gonna go kind of play off that whole Cole's had a crazy week or two, and uh, Dun done, gonna get the better of them.
0: That that could be interesting. Okay. Um, we get uh, one of the matches I'm really looking forward to uh Becky Lynch, Shana, and Bailey. I think the build up to this one has been pretty darn good yep. um, I'm gonna hmm, I'm gonna pick Bailey whoa <laughs> I wanna I, I, go because I think I think you 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 automatically go to Shayna or Becky. Nobody's thinking about Bailey. I, I'm going to pick Bailey. Um, will I be surprised if it is Becky or Shayna getting the win? No, but I think, I think Bailey has kind of been looked over in this and I, I'm going to pick Bailey. Uh, I think this could be fun. And uh, yeah. What, what, what do you think?
1: Well, see, I was thinking along the line. Well, I guess it's kind of the same lines you were, uh, my my thought process is I'm, I'm going to pick the winner of this match. I'm going to pick that someone is going to beat Bailey. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think she's taking the pinfall. It's not, not a dig against her. I think she's just, you know, that's going to be her role in this match is to take the pinfall for one of them. But I, I'm going Shana. i going th- Shayna. All right. They're not going to let Shayna beat Becky because, you know, it's Becky. And they don't want to hurt Shayna's uh, – you know, I mean, this is her kind of main roster. Not not really debut because I'm sure she's still she's still in NXT. But you know, so I'm I'm, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna, I'm going chain on this one. Um, and plus it, plus if she gets the win, it kind of can set up future feuds with her and with uh, her against Becky and Bailey. Yeah. So it kind of, you know, her her winning will build up a little more. So
0: uh, we get um another five on five on five. Uh, with um, Team Raw, uh, Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, Team SmackDown, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, um, King Corbin, Shorty G, Mustafa Ali, and we have no clue who Team NXT is. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I really don't know where this one's going to go. Um I'm going to pick SmackDown with with Reigns standing tall. Although I could see with Orton's history in these matches, uh, them continuing that. But uh, I I think they got to keep SmackDown strong right now.
1: I'm going to agree with you on that one. I don't think I picked SmackDown on anything yet. So I'm I'm going with SmackDown on that one because they're not going to let them not win anything. So I'm I'm going SmackDown on that one.
0: Um. Then we have uh which I'm not sure what's gonna headline. Um, but uh we'll just we'll just say this one first. Uh the fiend versus Daniel Bryan. I'm hoping they don't I'm hoping they don't have that red light, uh, but they probably will. Um <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean the fiend's gonna win. Um and I I really don't know where the end game is with the fiend. Uh, could be Reigns, could be Cena, but uh poor Daniel Bryan, I'm sure he's Yeah, it, it it'll be it'll be an interesting match. I don't know if they're still gonna keep with the uh Jason Voorhees unstoppable thing. I'm sure they will. But um I think this has potential to be pretty good. What uh, what do you
1: think? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a good match. Uh, I'm I'm gonna agree with you on that when the fiends keep in the title, so uh he he's gonna somehow win or it'll be a screw job finish type thing, you know, where um uh, somehow where the belt stays on him, where he doesn't get beat. And, uh you know, but Brian will, Brian will put up a good show, so. And it may continue on. We may get more of them leading into the next event.
0: True. Um, then we get uh, Mysterio and Lesnar. And in some ways, this is kind of a dream match, even though they've fought before. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, the build to this has been pretty, pretty solid. Uh, like you alluded to earlier, you know, the, the miracle or massacre line was pretty good. Uh, I don't know if Cain Velasquez interferes. I'm going to pick Lesnar. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I think this should be fun. Um, but uh, what, what do you think?
1: I think Brock wins it, but I'm like you; it's gonna be a, it'll be a pretty good match. Uh, um, as you said earlier, uh, Brock Brock seems to work really well with the small guys, and it, it's ironic it happens at Survivor Series, yeah, every year.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: so uh, uh, I, I think uh, I think it'll be a good match. Um, kind of be hard to beat last year, so I got to give him and Brian credit on on that one. Oh yeah, the started up um, Brock just kind of mopping the floor with Brian and then Brian comes out of nowhere with a, um, uh, so he hit it with the knee or something. I think so. Yeah. And starts building momentum to where, you know, you're like, he might beat him. He might beat him. And then, <laughs> but, uh, I think it will be something similar to that. I think we're going to get a, a moment where, uh, like the crowds getting really hot and, and they're thinking Ray's going to win. And then of course Brock's going to catch him and F5 him and it'll be over. But, uh, I think it'll be a good show in up leading up to that.
0: Certainly. Certainly. So, that, uh, that's everything that's happened this week. Uh, what about this day in wrestling history?
1: Oh, got a little bit going on today. Not a whole lot. Uh, uh, it's Beth Phoenix's birthday.
0: Ah, happy birthday, the Phoenix one.
1: So that's kind of cool. Uh, in 1983, uh, we had Starrcade. Oh. With uh, Greg Valentine and Roddy Piper in the dog collar match. Brutal. Yeah, Flair versus yes. Harley Race, so hmm. Pretty cool there. Uh, this is the day that, uh, in 1988, that uh, Survivor Series was on. Huh. And uh, also in 1993, Survivor Series was on this day. So that's kind of cool. Hmm.
0: Pretty, pretty fun stuff. Uh, just crazy to think, you know, Starcade, in some ways, the original WrestleMania. Uh interesting it's, uh, it's pretty cool thanksgiving weekend in 83 I, I, <clears throat> if there was one trademark that i wish cody could get his hands on that's that would be it uh, cuz i think he could do a lot to uh build build throughout the year to end of the year show like that but um yeah. but uh i think i think it's all we have got this week uh anything else
1: uh, well, while I was uh, looking at this earlier in the week for one of the uh, uh, online posts, uh, the 22nd was the nine-year anniversary of Miz cashing in and winning the uh, title for Morton. <sighs> and I'm I'm looking at that nine years. I think Miz needs another, you know, if not title run, he needs a main event run against somebody, you know?
0: He does. He does. Um, we still haven't... <sighs> We kinda got the the Miz and Brian a little bit. We got a little bit this past week on the SmackDown. I still don't feel like we've gotten that full fledged full fledged feud from those two. Uh we, we've gotten it a little bit, but not I, I think they had a SummerSlam match, but it, it yeah. was somewhat disappointing. Uh so yeah, I, I don't know who it would be against, but I, I don't
1: disagree with that. Like I said, he he doesn't have to win the title. It'd be nice if he did, but it, um, just I think he needs a, an angle where he's he's in the main event of, you know, Raw SmackDown or something. You know, not, not yeah. just the main event of the show, but you know, actually feuding for the title on the pay per view or something like that. That's you know, because he was a good champion. I, I enjoyed his win nine years ago, yeah. and he's only gotten better. Good
0: stuff. <laughs> so. Oh, certainly, certainly. All right. Well, uh, anything
1: else? I think
0: that's all. I- all right. Certainly, we'll uh, enjoy Survivor Series tonight. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about next week. That's all I've got.
1: Stay positive, guys.